welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm excited today. We're going to keep it short. Um, I'm going to I'm going to get into a few things today that uh, you know we've talked about before in terms of becoming a better personal trainer. Um, but uh, and again, that's what this whole podcast is about. All hundred some odd episodes, right? Hopefully, there's something you can learn in each episode. You know, whether it be actual how tos like today, or or if it's my opinion on things that maybe spark some thought in your uh, in your thought process and your journey and what you're doing building your business and your brand but um, I specifically today want to talk about um, or let, let me back up I want to talk getting back to work right a lot of gyms are opening back up which is good um, it's good for the health of people it's good for um, the economy I'm all in favor of it. Um, obviously, we're going to keep things clean and keep things safe. So if gyms have to, you know, limit members or you know, do things a little bit differently than they did before, then you know that's their decision to do, um, and it should be respected. Now, that being said, there are a lot of trainers that lost their job in all of this, whether it be because the gym had to close. Or they got laid off, or you know their clients couldn't afford training anymore due to economic reasons. And um, we were no different here at the Upstate Performance Project. We lost a few clients. Um, now we were lucky enough and and resourceful enough and quick enough on. You know we kind of had our finger on the pulse. We 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 anticipated some things might happen. We took some actions. And we got the blessing of the governor's office to stay in business doing our one-on-one training. So we didn't have any groups. Um, we took a lot of precautions. We did a lot of things a little bit differently, but we were able to weather the storm, so to speak. And I'm eternally grateful for that. Um, we're not a big enough gym that, you know, taking a couple months off is no problem. Yeah, we probably could have made it. We probably could have shut our doors for two months and then come back. But financially, that would have that would have hurt quite a bit. May not have killed us, but it would have hurt us. But I know a lot of you out there listening might be in a situation where now you don't have a gym to train at, and you might be starting all over. And maybe maybe you had always con- contemplated starting your own gym or starting your own um, business, whether that be just an independent contractor or like literally opening up your an actual gym. So. Today, I want to talk. I want. I want. I want to just take you through a few steps. Now, this is going to be a two-part episode because I want to keep this um, under 20 minutes, and I'm already at three and a half here. So, I want to keep this under 20 minutes. This part, and then part B or part two will be uh, again around 20 minutes as well. And what I want to do is outline what you do step by step, step by step, how to become a personal trainer, what to do now. Some of you who are looking to get into this, part two, excuse me, pardon me, I've got the hiccups. Some of you who are already trainers, already certified, already done with that part of it, uh, part two is going to be more applicable to you. But for those of you who are maybe thinking of a career change or thinking that this is what I want to do, I don't know how to get started. 
start we're gonna start right now we're gonna tell you how to do it now these are things that I've mentioned in my podcast some of our earlier podcasts uh, talking about you know getting clients what to do uh, that sort of thing but we're gonna put it together today for me anyways uh, in a um, format that pretends you've never heard anything we're just gonna start at the beginning I'm gonna highlight what I think is the best way to get started so that being said you're a person who loves fitness. Now, maybe you don't have a certification yet, so you look into certifications and you know try to figure out which one is best. Well, I should say that as we're starting out, let's assume we have no money, right? We don't have any money, um, or we don't have any money to invest in um, a four or five hundred dollar certification. Some are more than that, some are less than that. Okay. So getting into this without any money is definitely uh, a challenge, but it can be done. So what you would need to do first is find people. Now, you are well within your rights in some states and definitely online to post fitness content and post your training methodologies and things like that. But the, the, the first thing you need to do is research and study and learn some basics, learn some anatomy, learn some basic physiology and then learn some training methodology in the form of you know periodization or um, uh, overload you know some of our basic principles the fit principle said principle these basic things that you can start to understand without needing an education without needing a degree or without needing a certification you can start understanding these principles so you can start crafting some workouts that then you can find some people and you offer them you know you don't maybe not have money to pay them but you offer them you know some free training while you're trying to figure things out while you're doing that you set up your own instagram page facebook page uh snapchat TikTok, whatever whatever field you want to go into now what i'm not going to do in this in this is go through how to do each one of those or what are the uh um unique things you could do on each one of those social media platforms. Because uh, I, I do think there are some valid points for using uh, Snapchat or TikTok versus Instagram versus um, Facebook or what have you. But thinking in terms of starting your own brand and kind of whether you're going to be an independent contractor working out of another gym or starting your own gym, whatever your ultimate goal is, you know, start by using that social media and find out what works. Maybe you get a good response from one that you didn't think you would. So that's that's where I would start. Those are all free. You can start a website for free. You can start a website for free. Um, and a lot of times when you start a website for free, um, I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there that can look slick and look really nice. Um, now you may not be able to get a domain name for free. Um, and definitely maybe not the domain name you want for free, but they're not that expensive. So what you do, here's here's what you do. You take an Excel spreadsheet. You can get a free budgeting spreadsheet template just on, on either Google Sheets um, or Excel. I, I like to use Google. Just I, I have everything on Google. I do all my stuff on Google products. Uh, just it, it's, they, they interact with each other and it's seamless and, and, and it's easy to share online. Um, 
but you can start, and, and Google has websites, Google sites. Um, so they're, boom, free. And, and there you have to do a little bit of building, but they also have some templates as well that are nice. But there's Wix, there's WordPress, um, uh, there's all kinds of things. But you start with that spreadsheet, and what you do is you're gonna put down um, money that you might be making um, in terms of if you have a paycheck from another job, obviously you're probably working at this point, you can dedicate, even if you can only afford $10 in, you start a little fund for your business. So you get up to $20, $25 in that fund, that might be enough to buy that domain name, you know, yourname.com or whatever, your yourtrainingname.com, petetownley.com, whatever. Um, and so you can start there. So again, you're using your every penny that you make in your business and putting it back into the business before you start taking a quote paycheck from that, right? You gotta build it. And if you're starting with scratch from scratch, you have to know. Now, a lot of these things you can go and research first. In other words, you get to you have to prioritize. You know that a um a website domain might be $25. And a uh a new kettlebell that you want to buy, you know, for your training might be X amount of dollars. So you start to budget for those things, right? And so you may not buy everything right off the bat, but you, again, you're gonna have a, um, a goal in mind of where you wanna start. What, what, what is most important to your success as a trainer? Do you need more equipment? Do you need more visibility? Are you trying to do things online? Again, all of those things will determine where you spend your first dollars. But again, if you're trying to promote online and, and, and even wanna do online training, buying that domain name would be a good first purchase. Now let's get back to, to, to the point where you're talk, you're training some people. You've got some people that are gonna do some training with you. Now, there are lots of things, lots of ways you can start this. You can start by doing body weight because you don't have any equipment yet, right? And, and you don't have the money to go buy the equipment. Or you can you maybe find a rec center or a gym that will uh, allow you to train for free, work for free. I know, um, in Lawrence, Kansas, where where I got my start you know, career-wise, uh, I worked or I worked out <laughs> uh, early on at the at the rec center, the downtown Lawrence community building, free weight room. It wasn't great, but it had everything you needed. It was generally not too crowded, and it was free if you were a resident of that county. Now, not everyone has that ability or has a free place to work out, but if there are. You can then use machines and you can train people with barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, all that stuff, right? But even if you don't have that, you can start with body weight stuff and you can accrue equipment as you go on. Again, prioritizing your equipment. Now, again, I'm not gonna go into what I think the most important um, piece of equipment is. Um, Again, that depends on the style of training you're doing and, and your clientele, right? If you have a lot of 70, 80 year old clients that are you know wanting to stay in shape and reduce risk of osteoporosis and things like that maybe uh, a jump rope is not the most appropriate thing or or a set of box jumps okay that's not what you buy first but again I'm not gonna go down that prioritizing list right now what I would say or what I will say is that having that research done ahead of time is going to help you 
immensely. Now, going back to, to you know making this budget. So you set down on your spreadsheet all the money that's coming in because maybe after you've done a few sessions, maybe you offer them uh, a free month or free two months, a six week transformation. And if they like the results, then they, then they buy, right? They pay you a little bit. And again, you can take that money and put it right into this account, right into your training account to build your business. And you're building, you're buying equipment, you're buying domain names, you're, you're maybe, maybe buying business cards, uh, flyers, brochures, things like that. A lot of that doesn't cost hardly anything. And you can do a lot of it yourself. So as you're building this, you're also maybe looking to the future of what you want to do. Where do you want to go? I want to, you know, if you want to train at like a Gold's Gym or a Planet Fitness, something like that, like that's your, that's your destination. Okay. So you need to look at what those kind of places, what they want, what kind of certifications are they asking for? What kind of, um, uh, education do they want versus say a boutique training gym like like myself like like upstate performance project you know we i could tell you right now we do value high level certifications and we value it because we know that it takes a lot of education to get there and when our business is is almost strictly one-on-one -on -one personal training we get a lot of people that pay a lot of money and they expect expert level experience and so to have a starting jumping off point we we want our trainers to be certified or working towards that. Now, we will hire someone that's not nationally certified. We will hire someone that has the right energy, the right drive, the right attitude, but we'll start them, we'll shadow them. We'll start with our classes where it's myself or Chelsea that's doing the programming. Or we'll start them, um, you know, doing one-on-one uh, -on -one with clients where, again, Chelsea and I are writing the programming and, and we're kind of overseeing it but we need just manpower to help us manage this. And, and again, that gives them valuable experience. And we're right there, we have a small enough gym we can keep an eye on these things. One of us, that is Chelsea and I are always here. So we can do that. And we can bring them along and train them exactly how we want them to be doing business for us. You know, and again, they can bring their own creativity into it. But we definitely do value education and uh, you know striving for top level certifications because we believe that you know it, it says you're committed to this process and you're committed to learning and keeping uh, your knowledge growing and we like that so that's that's where we are but again every gym is going to be different so you need to figure out what you want now if you are thinking you know I want to work at a place like Upstate Performance Project um, but you know I want to be an independent contractor I want to set my own hours we love that that's that's great for us so if you are thinking that way, then again, a certification may be something you put further down on your list. Now, I will say this, it's a great thing to open doors. So maybe you put it higher on your list. Again, that depends on what your goals are. So let's go back. So now you've trained some people. You've gotten them results. You've gotten them to actually sign up now because you offered them a free, free thing at the beginning. Now they've signed up, now they're paying. How do you set your price model? Again, that is dependent on where you are, what you're doing, is it group, is it individual? But you can easily find statistics from where you are, what average training sessions are. And there's a lot of people that'll tell you, you know, charge what you feel you're worth. And there's something to be said for that. If you're just beginning and you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of experience, you can't command that high number. 
And you can put that high number on there, but then people will look, okay, well, what am I really getting when I'm paying for that? Right? And they're going to want to see some things. They're going to want to see results. They're going to want to see testimonials. They're going to want to see all of those things. And if you don't have that yet, it's going to be hard for you to charge that. Now, you don't want to undersell yourself so that you don't make any money and it's not worth your time. So you find about what the average price is in your area. For example, in the Greenville area, um, most one-on-one -on -one training sessions, you know, fall around the between the $50 and $60 mark, depending on the studio. Some are cheaper, some are more. That's kind of the average price per one session. And usually packages are sold that, you know, break it down per session is a little cheaper, so on and so forth. But again, that's kind of how you start setting your prices. And there's a lot of free resources online that will help you work that out where you are and what style of training you're doing. So now that you've set your price, you're getting people to pay all along on that Instagram and, and Facebook and your social media, you've been posting pictures. And, and you're showing what you're doing. You're showing how you're different. You're showing what your clients are doing and the results that they're making. Get testimonials from them. Have them speak. You know, testimonials are one thing that, that we have not done a whole lot of. And, and I'll, I'll just use plain old time as, a, as an excuse. We just, we haven't done a whole lot of them. We need to do more. We've done some. You can find them on our website. They're there. They are there. But we haven't done a whole lot of them and we could do more we can continue more because we've had lots of good success and we need to promote that more so again I, there's still things that we need to do to grow so now you've got a website you've got some social media that's got transformations that's got testimonials that shows what you do um you started to save a little money now it's you know you're deciding i'm going to get this certification most run around say 500 dollars with books materials and the test fee um, some are more sport performance related, some are more bodybuilding related, some are more just general fitness, and then you have all sorts of individual, very, very specific niche uh, programs. All of those are good, you just need to decide where you're going to want to fit and what you want to go after and kind of put yourself at. And again, you can always change and one doesn't mean you can't do the other, it's just, again, there might be some that lend itself to be a little more conducive for the kind of training you want to do. That being said, so you get that, you've got your website, you've got your domain name, you spent very little money here, but, you, but you're set up. So now we need to go into how are you going to go get clients and what are you going to do to bring those clients into you? You've got testimonials, so hopefully that's helping get you noticed, but who's going to look at your page if no one knows you even exist? Who's going to walk in your gym door should you have the budget and you've, and you've opened up a gym? Now one, right? So in part two, I'm going to talk to you about how to go get those clients. And again, that's the most important part. But what I wanted to start off part one here is I wanted to give you, if you have zero dollars and you want to get into personal training, follow this and you'll get to this level, you'll get to this point and you will have made a little bit of money. Now this may be a two to three month process, maybe four month process, but at least two to three months I think is, is fair to allot for this. So in part two, which I will post either later today or tomorrow, I'm gonna hit you back with how to go out and get those clients now. Using the testimonials, using the website, and using the social media, and then some other fun things, uh, other easy things, other free things that you can go do. All right, so stay tuned for part two coming up soon.